0: Welcome to Thursday's episode of Double Stint at Loma. I'm John DeGeese, joined by Davey Uvemois to discuss all of the action that went down today. We are just got done with HyperPole, and uh, it was a pretty exciting session. How's, how's it going for you so far today, Davey?
1: Yeah, it, it just feels like the, the weekend is sort of steadily starting to build up in intensity as we go on the HyperPole, uh, literally just wrapped up as we're recording this. Uh, pretty packed day. Lots of uh, lots of stuff to unpack and talk about. So uh, yeah, let's dive in. I suppose.
0: Absolutely. It was a historic day for Ferrari AF Corsa taking a 1-2 pull, sweep of the front row, led by Antonio Fuoco and Alessandro Pierguidi. We had Fuoco reel off a 3.22, 9.82 lap time, the fastest ever time for a hypercar around Loma, edging out the, the sister number 51 Ferrari 499P by 7 tenths of a second. Um, we saw times tumble throughout the 30-minute the session. There was a red flag. There was all sorts of action over, over the course of the 30 minutes.
1: That's certain. Yeah, it's always interesting how much you can sort of pack into a 30-minute session because usually qualifying, you know, we had two hours, I think, to set the grid for this hyperport, and then is 30 minutes, go at it, and do the best you can. So that's an interesting perspective. Like I said, lot's happening. Uh, I believe Foco, uh, the fastest hypercar qualifying lap ever at Le Mans. I think he even had some traffic. He had to deal some traffic on the way from some G. Cars to deal to to do it, so really, really impressive lap by him. I think Pierre Grudy brought the gap down by a couple of tenths, but yeah. The Italian just way too quick here this uh, this evening at Le Mans. Toyota Gazoo Racing ended
0: up third and fifth, um, split by Felipe Nasser. We saw a bunch of late session improvements after a red flag that was caused by a fire from the number three Cadillac of Sebastian Bourdais. He had initially set a 324 908 but his best lap was deleted from the session due to bringing out a red flag. That ended up bringing him down to eighth and final, the, the eighth and final position in uh, hyperpole for the hypercar class surprises there um from further down from the field for me i, I was surprised that porsche waited so long to, to go on track um they only had really one shot to get laps the number 75 car literally only had one shot after the red flag um the number five had i think two flying laps um it was sort of a split split strategy between some of these teams yeah
1: i suppose the the, the argument i guess you can make is is saving a, a set of tyres perhaps but th- it's a huge risk because we've seen with the red flag you know most teams they get a banker lap in something to fall back on th- like I said the, the the number 75 Porsche which ultimately end up qualifying in fourth position only like really one proper shot. and if you've got traffic or another interruption on that lap you're done for so a huge risk but I, I suppose for the 75 crew ultimately it did pay off in, in the end with that um, fourth position completing the second row alongside the quickest of the two Toyotas which was uh, Brendan Hartley and the number he
0: Lap time wise, you know, I, I had the chance to speak with Urz Kar- Karatla from Porsche um, earlier in the day, as well as Pascal Vasselin from Toyota, and both of them sort of indicated that they weren't expecting times to tumble very much in, in hyperpole. Urz, I think, said maybe a half a second quicker than in qualifying last night. Pascal told us it was maybe a bit of an unknown of uh, to see where it would go. Unfortunately, we weren't able to talk to anybody at Ferrari prior uh, to hyperpole th- tonight, and... Uh, I think they really pulled one out of the bag in, t- in terms of getting ultimate pace out of their car. I, you know, just talking to other drivers and and whatnot, it, it seemed like we were going to be in the 324s, maybe a 323 at best, and ultimately Fuoco's 322. Uh, that's really, really impressive. Uh,
1: I think it it lines up with something that we've seen all year, which is that the V9 just appears to be phenomenally quick over a single lap. You know, we saw it at Sebring, where that surprised position for fourth Woko. It nearly had pole position at Spa, of course, until Antonio Giovinazzi had his lap deleted. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess Fry just sort of kept their powder dry until the moment where it really mattered, and uh, you know, just sort of flex their muscles on everyone else. Um, It's gonna be interesting to see now. uh, There's a pattern, of course, where Ferrari is very quick over a single lap, but over a longer sort of uh, stint, they've they've struggled a little bit against Toyota. So is that gonna be the same in the 24 hours on Saturday and Sunday? Time will tell, I suppose.
0: And let's shift gears over to LMP2. We saw a bit of a surprise poll sitter here after Joda topped the time charts with Pietro Fittipaldi. I think almost every session um, over the course of the week, we had Edex Sport um, take poll with Paul Loup-Shatan um, thanks to his three thirty-two nine two three. Um, it was just a fraction quicker than Fittipaldi's late flyer a 333035 that was set on the final lap after after the resumption of the red flag team WRT with its number 41 car that was repaired from an accident in free practice three ended up third with Louis Delatraz Um... Any general thoughts there, Davy, on, on how LMP, LMP2 unfolded? Well,
1: c- close as usual, I suppose. The right answer is, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I guess it's, it's the right answer there for, for IDEX Sport or EDEXport. They were really happy in the garage. You know, it's, uh, it's always a question of how much does. Uh, a qualifying really matter for a 24-hour race, but it seems like for Red it mattered a lot. Um, you know, Paul Obshat always one of those drivers that you, you you should never really underestimate him. He can he can really uh, crank out a, a quick lap when it matters. And like you said, Jota, I think was the pick for pole position. They've been quick all week. That that 28 car glued to the top of the timing screens for most of the running so far over these few days. But yeah. It's impressive from Chateau. Well done. And in GTEM, we had Ben Keating basically
0: put on a clinic here, um, setting a time that was 1.5 seconds quicker than the competition. Um, all the all the bronze drive rated drivers had to qualify in, in in GTEM, and we saw Ben in his number 33 Chevrolet Corvette C8R. Um, ultimately end up on top making I think the two quickest times in the session ultimately his best time was a 352 376 and um, that's really impressive I'd have to say for uh, any bronze driver but especially Ben and uh, uh, he ended up beating out the the number uh, 25 O R T by T F Aston Martin of Ahmed Al um and Thomas Floor ended up third for A F Corsa in the number 54 Ferrari 488 G T uh, E Evo.
1: Yeah, for what will be the last qualifying appearance for the C A R here at Le Mans, a masterclass from Ben Keithing, the no other way of putting it. It, it, it's. With none of the Porsches making hyper pole, therefore not the 85 Iron Dames Porsche of Sarah Bovy not making hyper pole. You know, they've been back and forth at each other all year in qualifying. So with Bovy not there, we both, we, we all sort of went, yeah, this is... Ben's thing to lose. And he clearly didn't lose it whatsoever. Um, yeah, just on another level, as he's been sort of all year long, uh, Ben Keating, yeah, just more of the same from from the Rapid Texan.
0: Well, we had a, a free practice three prior to um, Hyper Paul. Um, Some incidents on track, nothing major. Um, We saw the Tower Motorsports car return to action. The D-Station car is is hoping to get out for night practice. That'll be coming up shortly after this time of recording. Um, That'll be the final real one-hour session before the race. We only have, I think, a 15-minute warm-up on on Saturday morning, late Saturday morning, that is. So um, this is going to be a real crucial time for teams to get everything dialed in, make sure there's no problems. Obviously, the drama for Chip Ganassi Racing with the engine issue, or or fire at least, we don't know exactly what it is right now. Um, We've seen fires with them in the past, unfortunately, so I hope this isn't a trend with with that package. But um, nonetheless... Um, Glad that Seb climbed out of the car okay under his own power. We saw him walk back to the pits, obviously really frustrated at at the situation that that teams had really highs and lows through the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season. So um, we'll see how they do uh, in in terms of probably getting the car back on track for warm-up on Saturday morning. Um, Other things to look out for uh, over the course of the, the rest of the track action tonight, Davey?
1: Uh, well, uh, 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 like I said, the the triple seven, I think, or will, will, will sort of the, the station Aston and Martin, law I think, be sort of eagerly looking at the garage to see when it comes out. That car was uh, a new chassis was brought in from uh, the UK overnight after the uh, uh, crash on 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 um, on the previous practice session. So hopefully that'll make it out um, and just night practice. It's it's it's. it's I don't know. I, for teams, this seems to me like it's a session where you sort of need to take it like you hinted at, John, maybe a little bit easy because if you run into problems now, um, the time frame to get everything sorted before Saturday is really quite short. So, um, yeah, but no practice, you know, when the sun goes down, Le Mans just kicks in in different gear. So that should be something really, really special. Absolutely, and we had some other news over the
0: course of the day. You can check out all the stories on sportscar365.com, including Dan Lloyd's article about Liger and Bosch. I'm presenting a hydrogen-powered demonstrator car in the Hydrogen Village this afternoon. Um, We'll definitely have more action, uh, more news on the website tomorrow. Um, A slew of announcements on tap from the ACO Press Conference, the unveil of the Ford Mustang GT3, the unveil of the Alpine LMDH car, also some other news um, that's hopefully going to be breaking as well. So keep it tuned to Sports Car 365 throughout the day. We'll be back to recap everything at the end of the day, and until then, um, I'm John, um, he's Davey, and uh, take care.